like to welcome everybody out to the Domesticated Savages podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. Uh, I'm here, Jake. Thanks for tuning in. I've got Jeremy. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Fitz? Buenos dias. Yeah, you got uh, your sombrero well, I can't on. greet you guys in another language. <laughs> I have to speak English. Konnichiwa. Good afternoon, I'm looking gentlemen. Konnichiwa. <laughs> and we've got a guest on here today. Nick, how you doing, buddy? Good. Well, good, good to be here. <laughs> Nick or Nicholas or Nicky or what are we Nick. doing? Nick. Call me Nick. We, we like Nick. I like Nick. Nicky with two Ks. <laughs> Nicky Minaj. Was he a porn star now? <laughs> I mean, who He's am I to judge? Who am I to judge? Who am I to Wasn't judge? Wasn't Motley Crue either. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in the hair. He's not from a hair band from the eighties. <laughs> With two gates. So Nick's here. The reason why we're having Nick on is because he has a pretty freaking badass job. Um, I'm jealous. I'm jealous too. He's brought some goodies with him. We'll get into that a little bit too. But Nick, uh, what's the best way to define what you do? A gun designer? Is that what you'd say? Yeah. Gun and, yeah. and parts designer. Trigger trigonometrist. Trig, trigonometrist. Ooh, I like it. A trigonometrist so professor. He's well versed in trigonometry. Engineer yeah. of death. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. It's Engineer like that of death. Lord of War movie. But. Lord of War. <laughs> but Some, si- the science side, the, not the sales side. Cooler yeah. than Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So, yeah, we've got Nick on here. And we're going to go over some stuff that he does. He works for a company called Sharps Bros. Yes. Um, Sharps Bros. Once again, they kind of develop uh, parts for guns and whatnot. They're uh, well-versed in that. And, Nick, you've been working there for a little bit of time now. You've worked kind of part-time for them, but now you've taken up a full-time role with them. Is that correct? Correct. Nice. I, yeah, I've worked a number of years. With uh, Sharps Bros, part-time, nights, weekends. Um, but yeah, recently we've gone full-time going into it because we just getting too busy. Yeah. Too much to do. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's, that's, that's a, a real good thing. That's a good, a good thing. thing. It's a very that's good a thing. very good thing. And just so everybody knows, Nick's from Canada. Canada, yeah? I was hoping you'd yeah. wear. Can I, I was hope. I was hoping you'd show up in a Canadian tux. <laughs> that's like all. Wait, what's a Canadian tux? That's, that's a that's <laughs> blue jeans, a blue jean shirt, blue you know, jean jacket. That's a Canadian tuxedo. It's a Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. Have to have a mullet. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> or you could go the other. No. Where's your toque? Eh? Yeah. What's Did a toque? A toque. A toque is a toque. I don't know what a toque, toque is. A toque, a toque is a toque. You it's would a call a, to 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 Americans they call it a beanie. Beanie. Oh, oh. but in Canada it's a toque. They invented That's it, so they get to call it what they want. Yes, they invented it. Sure. Are you sure about sure. that? Sure. He's like, I yes. Don't know. Oh yeah. He's yes. like, uh, you can check Wikipedia. Pro- I'm Pro- getting wrong. Fitz wrote the Wikipedia article. They actually they developed them in Samoa. Who? Yeah, right. So this is also the problem. So I'm from Western Canada. So it's we're kind of like the halfway house between like England and the rest of Canada and the and US. And you described it as like the Texas of Canada. Yes. You're from the real part. Yeah. So do we determine that it's Canadian? Yeah. Well, it's Canadian. You can't deny it. Duke is Canadian, baby. And, All just, right. and just to reaffirm it, I'll do. He knows what I mean. Red green show. The Red Green Show. I love that <laughs> show. Dude, you can fix anything with duct tape. Anything. And if he it ain't he broke. Made his, he made a Zamboni with duct tape. What the hell just happened? If it ain't broke, you ain't trying hard enough. <laughs> Bam. That sounds like something the Marines would say. <laughs> that's probably that's probably, <laughs> probably pretty accurate. That's funny. All right. So our shitbird of the week. I guess that's a new thing we're starting. Shitbird of the week. This one comes out of- I like it. Out of Utah. So this fantastic individual- 
Uh, this was actually recent. This was only a couple days ago. Scotty Far Dickerson, uh, age 43, was booked into the Utah County Jail for attempted kidnapping and other potential charges involving two separate cases. So what this guy did in a city called Saratoga Springs, he was sitting in the parking lot. The car right next to him, a dude was loading groceries and stuff into the car. Wife is sitting up front. The guy finishes and goes to put the cart away. Walks away from the car. As soon as the dude walks away, Dickerson gets out of the car, opens the lady's door and tries to pull her out and tells her that he's coming with her or with him. And she's like, no, I don't know you. He starts like pulling on her. She starts yelling like, I don't know who you are. Get away from me. And the, the husband comes running back. They get in this little altercation and the dude takes off from uh, the parking lot. He's lucky it wasn't me. Yeah. 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 He'd be dead. Attempted kidnapping. That's a felony. That's, you're dead. Yeah, you're going to sleep in that parking lot and you're not waking up right. for a while. I got a lead sedative for lead you, baby. Sedative. Yeah. The couple uh, have the wherewithal to follow the guy, get the license plate, and they go to the police department and they make a report. Well, while the guy, uh, the officers go to the Smiths to get the surveillance video, while they're at the Smiths, they hear a very similar call come out from Highland Alpine. So it's a little bit north. Of where Saratoga Springs is located, probably, uh, I think the store is maybe like 10, maybe 10, 15 minutes away. The detail comes out that there's a guy trying door handles, opening cars and, and different things like that in the parking lot. So the officer goes, you know, flying up there and the city police up there end up catching the guy. They they put him in handcuffs. They're going to charge him with temp kidnapping, hopefully. Kidnapping. So that one, that one, it doesn't sound like he was able to get anybody. So he was opening but the cars. first one, though. Yeah. Yeah. So so the Alpine, the Highland Alpine guys weren't able to get him on that because he would open the cars and there's nobody there. So he'd close the door and then go to the next one. So he's looking for. Somebody. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. He was looking he, for. He somebody. goes through like four or five cars yeah the, the highland alpine nobody's in there he can't see <laughs> i walk by a car and I'm like, yeah well he, oh, he's, he's, know. he's intoxicated as well so he gets uh, he gets charged with public intoxication oh so so the other thing the crazy thing too was when the highland alpine guys approach him they're talking to him he seems super agitated super he tries to kidnap them <laughs> so the, the the officers go to put him in handcuffs to arrest him and he fights him he punches both the officers in the face they they rumble and tumble, and the Highland Alpine guys tase him and then finally get him in handcuffs. So Dickerson, so the, the other Saratoga Springs guys, they meet up and they they have this you know little cop powwow in the parking lot. Um, so Dickerson gets booked into jail. So the Highland Alpine guys charge him with two counts of assault on a peace officer, three counts of vehicle burglary, criminal mischief, disorderly conduct, interfering with an arrest, and, and public intoxication. And then the Saratoga Springs guys... Uh, hit him with attempted kidnapping, disorderly conduct, vehicle burglary, and assault. Nice. So that dude is looking at, what is that, four felonies? If you look at it, they, they stopped his crime. It is a crime spree, right? Yeah. He's going off on a, that's, yeah. that's a legit crime spree. And yep. he's going, you know, crime to crime to crime to crime, multiple cities. He didn't get that girl the first time, and it looks like his intent was to find somebody yeah. to snatch somebody up. But even and what's, then, his, what's like, his motive? He's intoxicated, but... Like, how many people get intoxicated? Like, I got to kidnap somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go take somebody go from a grocery store. Yeah, I'm wasted. I need a kidnapping. We're going to kidnap him. No. Most people are like, dang, I need some Beto's yeah. or I need like some street tacos. Most people are trying to kidnap some Taco Bell and yeah. put it in their yeah. belly. A yeah. nice juicy burger to try yeah, to, exactly. you know. He's trying to kidnap people. It's like, people. I need people. <laughs> I need people. I need people. <laughs> What is he, Albert Jeff Fish? Jeff Jeffrey Dahmer, 2022. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Come to my house. Let's look at my cross space. Mm. <laughs> it Beautiful. puts the lotion on his skin. <laughs> or else he gets the hose again. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yes, you do. I saw you do the tuck the other day. The tuck? Yeah, he knows. Don't lie, Fitz. you never seen Science of the Lambs? 
Buffalo Bill. Some of it. Buffalo Bill. Remember, he's making the human suit and he tucks his dick and balls back to be a female. <laughs> and he's like dancing. He's got like the shawl on. And he's like and he's dancing, dancing in front of the mirror. mirror. You never seen that? No. Is it's that is that where that comes yeah. from? Mm-hmm. No, the whole the whole lotion thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's the, he's got a chick down in like a pit. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the memes and pictures yeah. because and stuff. because he's gonna take her skin and he wants it soft when he makes his human coat. Oh, okay. Well, I know what I'm watching tonight. And then if, yeah, you could could also pick it up in Joe Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt puts a chick. Where in the are hole? my supplies? No, <laughs> he gets. A, he, they do a joke in Joe Dirt. That's basically a Joe Dirt gets kidnapped by the guy. That by the guy. And so he's, he's like, I don't know. Him. The thing with you and the dogs, little fruity. If you're asking me. And then he's like, put the lotion on. He's like, okay, I'll do it. Freaking uh, but he did record. it, and he's like, "I'll do it, but give me my supplies." Which is an auto trader. <laughs> Joe Dirt's white trashy shit. Joe love, I love auto trader. So he gets the auto trader, and he's like, "Of course you look at like car covers for a Dodge from '63 to '70 or whatever." <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. I grew up like going to the gas station, yeah, having an auto. It's trader. free. And so you grab an auto trader, the and they sell car parts, cars, everything. It's amazing. I love the auto traders. I, getting right back into the thick of it. Uh, Sharps Bros. Now, this might be unconfirmed, but I'm pretty sure the rifle that killed Osama bin Laden was a Sharps Bros. <laughs> I'm, I'm 99% confident I've heard something about that. I can neither confirm or d- nor exactly. deny. Hey, can we say, hey, are Sharps Bros a sponsor of this podcast? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. He's like, I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I like my job. I don't want to get fired. Not okay. yet, but... Yeah, go go ahead and request yeah. the transcripts and the info from the OBL killing, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll find that act. most of the rifles were Sharps Brothers. Sharps Bros. Because they're so accurate, and they're great. And they're a Nick design. And they're badass. And they're badass. He brought a couple of samples, and I'm telling you guys, if you have not seen it, go, was it sharpsbrothers.com? Sharps, sharpsbros.com. Sharpsbros.com. Yeah, sharpsbros.com. And it's legit. Yeah. Nick, you're from Canada. Grew up in Canada, right? Yes. What part of Canada? Alberta, Canada. Alberta, Canada. So Western. Right? Yes. Shit gets Western over there for real. So you lived there until when? Till 2011. How old were you when you moved? 12 years. I was 21 when I moved back down to the U.S. Down to the U.S. And what brought you down here? School. School. Originally, school. school. What were you going to school for? Engineering. Was that like a mechanical engineering you were doing? Yes. So a lot of the same stuff you're doing now. Yes. That kind of thing. And did you have in your mind that you wanted to do like guns back then? No. Um, originally, it was all like aerospace. Like I wanted to jets and stuff like that. Nice. At, at one point in my life, I like thought I wanted to be- an aeronautical engineer? Yeah. A, a, you know, so, fighter pilot stuff. Did you, uh, did you grow up around guns or- I mean, Yes. So like- They have guns I mean, in Canada? They do. Um, <laughs> they, one or, they one do. or two. One or <laughs> two, <laughs> maybe. One or two. Just some. Some. Um, also, I can neither confirm nor deny um, anymore um, whether they do or not, but- <laughs> uh, But yeah, no, it's so great. Growing up, um, Alberta, Canada, it's pretty rural, not a lot of people. I mean, you look up most stuff, like 95% of people in Canada live within Living 100 with, yeah. miles of the U.S. border. So, oh, shit? Yeah. Yeah. So you're all around that southern edge. And, and there's only like, I mean, there's more people in California than there is in all of Canada in terms Why of don't population. Why we invade Canada already? I, I mean, we need that Alberta, Alberta we might need just that. let you come in and be like, hey, you guys... <laughs> can live here like oh no we need that maple syrup baby we need that maple syrup what's your dollar worth again oh 30 percent more than ours okay (laughs) well not for long (laughs) Uh, thanks a lot biden so let me ask you a question nick growing up do you have any 
cop stories? Yeah, I I mean rural everybody. We got the Mounties, lots yes. of Mounties. I had an uncle that deadly do rights. You got a bunch of deadly do rights up there. Yeah, totally do right. <laughs> totally yeah. Do right. yeah, you know they they haven't been getting great lately, attention in the lately, news. They're, lately, they're deadly do wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, I mean that's not uncommon. I mean it's, uh, you never hear about anything in Canada. The news is all government owned, yeah. basically yeah. not officially, but they are. Yeah. So anything negative is very much downplayed, or you just don't even hear about it. it. Doesn't even show up. But yeah, I mean I've got friends that are city officers. So in Canada, how it works is there's not there's no county cops really or anything you have um, if you're a city that's big enough you get your own police you get your city police but pretty much everybody else is covered by the RCMP which is a federal police force but they're everything rural Royal Canadian Mounted Police yes so are they so when they're out in a rural area that can't have their own city cops is everything co- covered under like a federal jurisdiction or is it the RCMP enforces like a local so it's it's different I don't know the exact rules on that they are a federal police so they only, um, I think they're kind of bound by provincial, but it's it's also there's a lot less separation from provinces to the federal level than there is states. So there's a they lot, don't they don't have lot, as much freedom as there's the a lot more federal overreach. Yes, and so the RCMP has a lot more leeway in some of these smaller provinces. Yes, Nick has a story, um, uh, guys. Confession Be, uh, being a civilian, civilian, and uh, I'm trying to think of how to tell the father. Hey, just son. imagine Word this is your priest. <laughs> oh, no. think tell about. Father Savage your sins, I can tell you that the statute, <laughs> statute of limitations <laughs> separate country. If the RCMP no, comes father down here, Savage. they'll deal with me yeah. first. And so I just don't. You're covered, buddy. We, uh, um, and yeah, you, as, as cops, you guys are probably going to sit here and list all of the things that would probably get me in big trouble. Violations. Yeah, violations. In high school, um, had a great idea. This is back in the days of MSN Messenger. I had a friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Papa, yeah, yeah. T- texting was just coming around. I mean, Canada back then was like five years behind the U.S. on everything. So you didn't know Kurt Cobain died until like the early 2000, like 2000. Yeah, yeah I was, listen- like, what I was listening to Nirvana and I'm like, wait, he's dead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is anthology. He's been gone for a minute. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the idea. I had a friend that like, hey, man, we should like buy a car, find a car we could buy for cheap and, you know, jump it and do dumb stuff with it. We're like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. And literally like I just started shooting messages off to people that I knew on MSN Messenger. Like, hey, do you guys know a car like cheap? I mean, back then there wasn't really like a place to go buy. Like there wasn't a lot of buy and sell online or anything like that. So, and literally like one of the first people that were like, oh yeah, I think my dad's got, you know, a car. And like I knew his dad pretty well. Got a car that he was basically going to junk. I got, yeah, I got to talk to him. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I was going to pay to have this thing like taken away. Doesn't shift out of first gear. It was like some, you know, Oldsmobile Buick, you know, just velvet seats. Like it was just old. Some old junker. But anyway, we we got it out and uh, I bought this car with a friend. We pulled our money for like 25 bucks. Oh, whoa. Canadian. So that's yeah. like, you know, 15 like 15 cents. 15 bucks here. 15 cents American. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> American. <laughs> Actually, you know, back then the dollar was even, so it was, wasn't bad but um, so we got this car and man we we welded the door shut I, I, like I, I like we, <laughs> Hope we let a, a fire boys we, we canadian broke, tank we, we, we broke all the windows out of it you know we we had a friend that had a welder he welded the doors for us because we're like oh yeah safety you know well what do they do with you know demolition derby cars oh they, cars. they weld the doors yeah. shut yeah. weld them shut <laughs> which we, we trying to be safe <laughs> uh, this is canadian safety redneck first. this is I mean, canadian yeah. redneck we duct tape all 
over the oh, place. Yeah. So <laughs> we're a small town, middle of nowhere. Well, yeah, we like, we had this car for a while. We jumped it. We usually took it out in the middle of nowhere, but there was just this one day. I don't even know why we were by the cemetery and which was a dumb, 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 dumb place. Cause it's like on the way to the golf course and stuff. High traffic area. Uh-huh bad place to be doing something too many stupid. people seeing yeah. too many people yeah we were like jumping this across a road <laughs> and stuff and somebody driving by saw and saw them pull out their cell phone Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, like we thought we weren't there for much longer, but we're like, okay, we, we better go. And it started going. That was on the south end of town. So you used to go pulling into town. You kind of go up a hill to get into the town and you get up to the top of the hill and you kind of see in three directions down the roads, yeah. really flat, really open. Since it's a rural area, there's not really like, there's like one RCMP officer stationed here, uh-huh. but seeing a lot of cops is weird. Well, we come pulling up and I'm not actually driving the car. I'm in my vehicle in front of it, come pulling up to the top of this hill with that car behind it, you know, running a Smokey and the Bandit situation. Yeah, yeah. We get to the top of the hill and I see a cop coming towards me, cop going away from me, cop coming towards me from the left and a cop going away from me to the right. And I just got on the phone to the guys in the car. I'm like, drive, get it away, drive out of town, yeah. go somewhere, hide it in a field, find somewhere, you know, it's farm <laughs> feet like, everywhere. There's just everywhere. And so like we went and left the car somewhere and we went and back into town and we saw RCMP officers all over town that whole night and we're like there is no way they're not here for anybody but us it's oh, not yeah. Like, oh yeah there was back then there wasn't a lot that happened in that town and it was like oh geez yeah and then it was like this was a really bad idea we need <laughs> yeah. to how do we get rid of this that's and that's when you, the usually the bad ideas hit you later yeah it was like oh like, it, mm, at the time it was like, oh this was awesome you know we had a ton of fun we jumped it we shot at it we you know we were safe and put cinder blocks in the back because we're like oh yeah well the engine's heavier so if we jump it you know my early engineer self <laughs> if we put cinder blocks in the trunk when we jump it it'll be more even you gotta equalize well, that weight yeah. yeah well and then like no don't do the math they're like oh four cinder blocks yeah that's the same weight yeah. as an engine uh-huh. no it's not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> freaking front bumper into the ground cinder block comes ripping through the back oh, seat shit. luckily didn't hit anybody coming out the front windshield <laughs> Like all the stupid stuff. I can't believe none of my friends and us died oh in high school because, you know, small that's rural hilarious. town, middle of nowhere. But that's the beauty of living in a small rural town. I can confirm because yeah, you can attest. it was like, hey, you know, let's put a artillery shell from the fireworks in the gas tank of a car and mm-hmm. see what happens when you let it on fire. <laughs> at the time, genius. Yeah. Genius. And you know, like at the time, too, it was like Jackass was getting really big. Yeah. The movies oh, yeah. were coming out. So we're all like, they're like, oh, don't try this at home. And we're like, yeah, we're yeah, definitely we're trying doing that, that right now. At home. Yeah, yeah, this is a good idea. Well, it's not at home. It's just down on the street. Yeah. So you're it's good. Like, my dad came home and saw that car one time parked out front. And he's like, hey, whose car is that? And I was like, it's mine. And he just looked at me and was like, don't, don't kill anybody, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's, hey, that's a good father right there. That's, totally. that's a great yeah, that's father. Awesome. Like, hey, because yeah. he knew. He knew what you were doing. Oh, he, yeah, he knew yeah. there were some shenanigans Because he did stuff back in the day, I guarantee He did stuff it. back in the day. And so he's like, you know what? As long as nobody dies and there's no bill coming towards me, just yeah. be careful. His Why dad don't, thought- don't have to hear about it. His dad thought, Nick's going to be on the Domesticated Savage podcast in the future. <laughs> he needs to have some cool <laughs> stories to tell thing. the guys. Yeah. So he needs to yeah. get this done. All right. Yeah, and he probably is going to listen to this too. So Hell yeah. He's probably going to like remember that. I don't know if I've actually said that story out loud. I can't remember who I've actually told, <laughs> told that to. 
you. I think statute of limitations are that, up. It's good. Yeah, you're yeah. good, bro. Plus, you're in America. Plus, you were a juvenile, yeah. too. So yeah. Yeah, I've immigrated. Yeah. yeah. You said the RCMP was up there, and they were running around like chickens with their heads cut off trying to maybe catch you guys, right? I'll tell you what. You probably prepared them to for all those blockades that they just got done with. Because they're probably trying <laughs> yeah. to roll those. So you're just the preparation for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah. hey, boys. How are you doing today? Hey, I don't remember the blockades we're doing now. What about back years ago? Mm. Is that pretty good? When we yeah. had that's not bad. That's not hey. bad. That's not terrible. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Good. I don't. I don't have the accent anymore. I've no. Down Whoa. Here. No. A little bit. Dude, when Joss and I rolled up to you and you were talking to your dad on the phone. <laughs> Joss is like, that's a, his accent is pretty thick right now. I said, yeah, it's probably because he's talking that's to situational, that, that's, that's, that's situational. My sister's the worst. Like when I talk to, after I talk to my sister on the phone, like she's the one that's like phone saying, oh, I'm going to phone you. I'm going to say stuff. Her accent is definitely the heaviest. I don't like, my brother was military and he traveled around and got out, but definitely my sister's like, the worst Tin one. Hut, eh? Yeah. <laughs> eh? Eh? Sorry, did they say, did so they say all my Canadian say references are from Strange Brew. That's accurate. So there we go. <laughs> it's accepted. Letter That's, Kenny, mine. Letter, letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Also, pro- gospel. Gospel. <laughs> What's the beer they drink in Letter Kenny? Puppers. 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 Or what? Yeah, the uh, puppers. So, I mean, isn't that the one that they actually made? They did make a pupper. Yeah. yeah. They made puppers. Yep. So, you defected puppers. from Canada, came down Defe- to America. Yes. And now you're making, now you're making guns for Americans. Hell so, yeah. Tell us about Sharps Bros. Tell us a little bit more about Sharps yes. Bros. So Sharps Rose is a high-end, probably probably fits into the niche markets, at least in the beginning. High stylized, high-end, high-quality firearm parts, accessories, and anything else we kind of find interesting. I can attest because luckily for us here on the podcast, he brought two pretty awesome pieces of hardware, if I do say so myself. Yes, I'd say so. Yep. So an AR, and then you have a bolt action. So what can you grab, tell us? Grab them so we can talk about them. Grab them right, so we can talk about them. So he has them here in the studio. Nick brought one of his bolt actions, personally owned, right? Yes. He's personally owned guns that he has, but it has a bunch of Sharps Bros furniture on it. You got some furniture there. You've got some parts here. So the first one we're looking at is your AR-15, right? Yes. Got the AR-15. He's wood got paneling. Um, wood paneling on the grips. Dude, it's sexy. On the grip. It is delicious. It looks as so all good. Get out. That yeah. is in a nice little pop. And then we'll take like a picture it. of it and we'll put it on the site. And then the yeah. lower is it's a skull, but I mean, it is. The lower receiver where you have typically where the magazine the inserts magwell. into is yeah. the magwell. They've got, is this CNC machined? Yes. So it's CNC machined out, and it looks just like the top half of a skull. And it is delicious. And uh, as a police officer, I've seen many, many skulls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's this is made many skulls, Jeremy. Uh, this is the best skull I've ever seen in my career. Yes, that is the coolest skull Without I've ever a doubt. seen. In the, in the development of that one, it was actually like the first teeth that were on it was actually like too small. They they were looked like little baby teeth, that like the first weird. 3D print. Can you, can you guys do a redneck version where it's like buck teeth? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> the trailer parks would explode. Uh, trailer parks would explode. <laughs> Sales again. You got a bug teeth triple. model or, or maybe some teeth with a little bit of dip in them or something. You like, know, like some dip hanging around. The rednecks would go crazy. Speaking as a you know, piece I, of I trailer like park you trash. You do that, that with like Cerakoting. You can yeah. just add yeah. the dip in This would it. be delicious. I mean, the Cerakote companies, it was, yeah, Cerakote guys can do what you want. You want gold teeth. You want- I'm going I'm <laughs> to hand the air up to Fitz. Chrome Dude, teeth. So I, so I was looking at some- a couple websites looking up some of your some of the guns and what people have done with theirs and there's some awesome like seracoding jobs that they've done with all the different lowers that you guys have, dude, they're awesome. Oh, so that's one of the lowers you have. We talked about the skull. With the skull, the the detail of the skull is yeah. it's not just like a skull with teeth and then and no. the nose and the eye sockets. Like there's like little bumps, there's cracks in the skulls. Like there, it's 
it's like very, very well detailed. Yeah, I like it. But one of the most striking features is the wood paneling, and that's something you guys. So that is a Sharps Bros part. Yeah. So the the set the grip we do there is a Brazilian cherry wood. Ooh, I like that. And those come with the handguard panels as well. And it looks it looks, it looks sexy awesome. as all get out. Yeah. So what? Uh, so name some of the parts, obviously from Sharps that you have on here. So that one, the the pistol grip, the lower receiver. Um, is the jack the upper receiver that one right there is a gen one upper receiver we don't sell that exact one anymore but we do have our gen threes and fours the handguard is our low profile lightweight handguard it's the m-lock right yes with m-lock on it we do have a new one coming out that is a full rail handguard is that so what i have here is the bolt action and the lower is that's a chassis that's the bolt action chassis that's the first one we did um, for the Howa Mini Action. That is our heat seeker chassis for the Howa Mini Action in a 6.5 Grendel. The, I love that round, by the way. Yes. It's, it's, it's a slick round. For a short-barreled like backpacking gun, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, awesome. I mean, that thing's pretty good out to 700 yards. Oh, yeah. Pretty awesome. That one has the carbon fiber handguard on it, and it has our new released Badlands muzzle device. I know you guys can't see it, but this... Badlands muzzle device is dope as shit. Oh, hell yeah. Talk a little bit about the muzzle device. That is, that's probably the newest thing we've released. It's pretty awesome to go check out. It's pretty fun to make. Utilizing a 3D printed technology, metal 3D printing technology. It's made out of 17.4 stainless steel, heat treated and nitrided. So it can actually handle full auto. We have it in a 5.8.24 thread and a half 28 thread. So you can uh, pretty much fit on whatever you want. And it handles either one, either thread size can go calibers from 223, 556 up to 354. And that's nine millimeter for Americans. Americans. You guys, when it comes to drugs and guns, you switch over to the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. That's about yeah. it. No, no. The drugs, drugs and guns. guns. Drugs, but drugs and guns. Two most important things. Drugs Everything else, don't even tell me in metric. I pull over somebody like how fast you're going like, hey, about 80 kilometers. I'm like, hey, that's a, I don't know yeah, what it is. Hell. Sir, no, probably hell, illegal. Knock it off. Yeah. Get the hell this out of the America. car right now. Yeah. yeah. So you speak in American. So keep the gun up here. So we're talking a little bit. You're talking about the muzzle device here. You said it's 3D printed. That's a newer way of developing these parts, yeah. right? So what they call it, the industry called it additive manufacturing. Everybody else than knows it's such subtractive. As. So the features for the Badlands, it is a muzzle brake on the inside. It has coned ported holes on the interior if you go to the website you guys can see an awesome cutaway of it um, i know a lot of companies may not necessarily share that but we just think it's pretty cool and then on the outside it's a brake a flash hider and a blast forward device all kind of built into one as one piece if this was made traditional methods it'd be four pieces and cost 500 bucks exactly instead it, it's what's it's, the price point on that it's one piece and i believe on the website it's sitting at 125 135 Damn, dude that's a good I mean, deal that's a deal it's and it it does everything it I mean it's like suppressors like yes. you don't need ear pro but you do yeah. After a certain point, yeah. it, it really helps with the concussive forces going out to the side. You know, you get a lot of angry brakes on there. You piss off everybody to your left and right if you're at a rage sure. with other people. This doesn't do that. I mean, you're going hunting wherever you're at. I mean, it looks badass. It, it does. And it, it works. <laughs> it does. It really does. It works. And there and are... it's not a suppressor. If anybody's listening there in California or one of those other states. <laughs> um, it's, Canadian, it Canadian over suppressor. here throwing shade on yeah. California. Oh, I can't. Well, that's actually legal in Canada too um, for now. 
But you guys have some <laughs> So get it while you can. So, for those who are listening, there are some videos available, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hit up. And, go see Sharps Bros Instagram account. We post everything on there. I mean, lots of videos. Is that just at Sharps Bros? Yeah, those at Sharps Bros. Okay. And it's Sharp's. if you go watch those videos, it's legit as shit. Yeah. And how somebody watches these videos and doesn't immediately go and purchase something. Yeah. Um, you're not you're not a savage. <laughs> Quit listening, Whoa. go away, We're go free. home. We're committing I, the savages. I right? didn't yeah. say that. That was Jeremy that said that. <laughs> Absolutely. I like the the point that you talked on here. You said it's additive manufacturing instead of reductive. Typically, when you have an example of the lower receiver, that comes from a solid piece and they're milling it out to make it look like it does, correct? Correct. With additive, you start off from scratch and they have powder, basically, and they're getting this powder and they're building upon itself, one upon itself, like layer by layer, mm-hmm. until it reaches a point where you've got this this piece built out now. And you're talking, if it was made the old the old-fashioned way, whereas reductive, it'd be four pieces and it would cost a grip more cash. But since you can additively manufacture it, you can do it section by section at a time. So the interior of it, you don't have to take the pieces out. So in that in that way, it saves you money, saves us money when we go to buy it because it costs you less money. And it's just as good, if not better. Yeah. Legitimately, you couldn't make this with traditional methods yeah. up to this point. With how far 3D printing has come, like I know there's some 3D printed suppressors and other stuff that have come out in previous years. This is the first device we know of like this using this method i mean really like when we were coming up with it and working on it like it it traditionally was just going to be not what it is really yeah because but then we started kind of playing and talking to different what we could do and we kind of started talking to somebody that did the metal 3d printing Kind and of getting a feel for what the market is and what's available and what's possible. Probably yeah. not just like what your capabilities were. Yeah, and, I say? The, and then also, yeah, and yeah, what capabilities are and what can we do? And then it was like throwing them at a design and like, okay, well, what about this? How does this work? Um, with our manufacturing, we try to work really well in an engineering standpoint. And this is something I've always, always tried to do is work with manufacturing to make something that makes sense. It's like I'm traditional engineering. A lot of engineers, like I've heard, just like to make it difficult for manufacturing, (laughs) more or less. And I don't understand it. It's like they try to make it hard. But I think we try to work well with manufacturing. I mean, we, we get what we want. But also, I think working well with manufacturing gets it at a price that actually makes sense. So can I speak to this point real quick? Something I think you're going to identify with. So I built my house. And when you're building a house, you have to, obviously you go through the design phase mm-hmm. and then after you build your design out on like AutoCAD or wherever you build it at, you send it to the engineer and the engineer will do maybe some changes to it because it says this, you know, this load point needs to have this or this structure right here needs to have this. And then the engineer puts a stamp on it and they send it out to the, the contractors, which is where I came in and I started building my house. Right. And you come to places where you're like, dude, what you engineered and what you guys designed does not work because yeah. they don't have like their boots on the ground. They don't have their hands actually building the things that they you know they've designed. Mm-hmm. Where you guys actually do have some of that, where you're you're designing stuff and then you're building the stuff to see how it actually functions in real life. So I think that built the you know, both well the for T&E you. The T and E process. Yes, the T and E process. You're actually doing that. Yes, and and a lot of I mean the the people involved with Sharps Pros and how we work on. I mean we shoot, we use everything we have. We're not just hey throw this into the market. This is an empty spot. Like we kind of even find stuff like the the niche designs it was just really cool stuff i mean yeah. the the original the very first design uh, that was ever came out of sharps bros was the hellbreaker um which has the shark face on it that mm-hmm. you see on like world war ii planes yeah. yeah and that actually like the first idea came from that one the owner of sharps bros was diving 
and found like one of these, you could dive down in some lake, wherever he was, you could dive down and see um, this World War II plane, which had this on it. And then later, I think in a museum, he was kind of looking at one and he just thought, man, that would look real yeah. sweet on a lower receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not which just it paint it on. Which it does. Uh, and yeah, the I mean, Hellbreaker is one of my favorites. I should say the firearm community is awesome and dumb at the same time i mean i think absolutely. any industry absolutely like, ah we want new stuff innovate make something cool and then something cool comes out and like you hear a bunch of loud people come out like oh this sucks you go to social media and you'll see <laughs> but you, you, you do have a you polarizing effect where some people are trying to be innovative mm-hmm. and it comes out with all these new things and then later on you get some people like hey i like the old school let's let's keep it old school what's old school works yeah which I mean, it's somewhat true, but the stuff that's coming out now and, and with the ability of the technology, 3D printing and all that, it's so much easier and so much affordable and it just makes sense. At times, yeah, the, the manufacturing methods and 3D printing's coming a long way and I think it's only going to get better. There's a lot of stuff like that. Manufacturing always changes. With sharp throws, we're always trying to look at what's the best method. What can we do? You know, work with manufacturing with our manufacturing to, you know, how do we make something sweet that we can keep at a price point that people are, people are going to want? Yeah. yeah like, I mean, Cause yeah. you can make some amazing stuff, but it's going to cost a gajillion dollars. Yeah. It's like, dude, you just price yourself out of the market. Yeah. And I mean, like some of the lower receivers, I mean, because of how complicated they are, like our newest one, the showdown is the most expensive. That's the one with the samurai kind of samurai. theme and style is the newest one released and i mean it's awesome but it's got so much detail man it, it does takes, have a ton of detail it takes a lot of machine time took a lot of design time to get that that's actually i, mean, I decided that's my next build yeah you should totally it's going to be straight up japanese style by your guys's company policy i read it online you have to bow every time you you see it or use it you have to bow every time you use the gun so. oh, mm-hmm. is that a company policy yeah <laughs> i read it that's, in a book yeah in a called book. Sharp Brothers book. <laughs> oh my god! So Every time you handle it, you got to bow. You just told your girlfriend that yeah. she she agreed though, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 yeah. Has to bow to it. Even when I just have the strip lower, it's going to be mounted on my wall until I finish it. <laughs> it comes with room. Oh, yeah, wow. you have to bow. I just got to go to the bathroom. Well, you better bow to the freaking lower before you go in there. <laughs> Speaking of the lowers, you've got you say that's called the showdown. Yes, the showdown. You've got the skull, and that's called the jack. Correct. Right? You've got the shark. The hellbreaker. The, the hellbreaker. Yeah. Like the shark face kind of from the World War II cool. planes or yep. whatever. The warthog. The warthog. warthog. Yes, the warthog. Is the warthog. Obviously the warthog, right? That one's cool, Razor, too. Razorback warthog. Yeah. The Spartan helmet. The, the Spartan. Spartan helmet. The overthrow. Yes. Overthrow. Okay, cool. I like that. The That's overthrow. cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, like one here. Too. Oh, see? nice. I haven't seen that one either. It's a bit of unicorn. Serial number 33. Ooh. Those two that I brought are, are Gen 1 designs. The whole back half has been updated a long time ago. So what did they do to update the half? Uh, we just we lightened it up a bit more and tried to just find a better way, better ways to machine it, better, Dope, huh? more cost effective. Cool. These are all so cool, man. So so there's I a website. Them. There's a website that they have a bunch of people that have used those lowers they've had them seracoded and stuff and they post pictures on it and it's all sharps brothers and they're dude some of the designs on them are dope as the, shit Cerakote, these are all cool i i Cerakote guys have been able to really um the custom Cerakote companies have been really able to they can get creative with these yeah. do some really cool stuff i remember the first time i went to shot show um in las vegas there's the the company Cerakote, it that sells all of the materials and stuff i was at their booth and 
and talking to one of their sales reps and like, I know, you know, like if you've ever been to those shows, they're just like, okay, who are you? Like, are you worth my time? Yeah. Exactly. Um, kind of thing. Yeah. But I just told them like, oh yeah, I, you know, I do design work for Sharps Bros. I design the lower receivers and all the other parts. And the guy was like, oh, no way. He's like, Sharps Bros is like half of our Instagram. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, the, the company themselves. And it's, it really is like you I mean, maybe less now, but I don't know. I haven't been to their um, Instagram page for a while, but yeah, half of it. Yeah. Cause it's, it's because just, it's so cool. Yeah. And, and unique. And it's, it's so also like, I mean, a lot of people, it gets a lot of hate because people are like, oh, it's a tool and which I agree with, but doesn't mean you can't get creative. Exactly. doesn't mean you can't like it, but that's also we, I mean, we have, if you're a little more on the utilitarian side, but still want something that looks good and works really well. We have the live wire receiver, which I mean, it's a premium, awesome receiver. Which we are trying to keep at the best possible price point to that's the Warhog. Yeah, he's showing them the Warhog. The so that's on that's on Saracote's oh, website. Oh, that's cool. On their website, they have, they that's have on an Saracote's entire Saracote's website. That's an in, there's an entire that. page dedicated to Sharps yeah. Bros. That one. So when I was well. scrolling, when I was scrolling a few nights ago, good. I I think I scrolled for like thirty minutes just checking out. <laughs> there, it's a huge. It's on Saracote's huge website. Of, yeah. That is, yeah, so yep. cool. I, that is so cool. That is so cool. You guys, I mean, Cerakote's a big ass name too. Yes, and they have their entire an entire page dedicated to dedicated the to the Sharks Bro stuff. That is cool, yeah, man. That's awesome. That is neat. Ooh, I really like that. Yeah, I that seriously so scrolled cool. for probably like twenty to thirty minutes. Dude, look at that one. Chilling. Look how real that is. Yeah, that's actually the Jack Nine. So that's a nine millimeter pistol version. I love. The you guys have a pistol that. version? That it's it for pistol caliber for a nine millimeter. Oh. Um, yeah, like when you're shooting your AR nine. You can use Glock mags in that one if you want to build pistols. Oh, that's so cool. That's, I, I love that. There's a lot of companies making good, uh, you know, conversion kits too for standard, our stand, the standard AR magwells. As I was prepping for this podcast, knowing you're coming out here, Nick, which I'm glad you did because it's so much fun. I love just seeing this stuff. I had, I just was kind of ruminating and thinking of different questions I wanted to ask you. Uh, what's your favorite product made by Sharps Bros? Hmm. That's like trying to pick your favorite kid. I mean, everybody knows mine. That's a hard choice. Sorry, Ben. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they both know who it is. I have, th- I have three kids, and it's yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know your mm. favorite kid too, bro. Come on. Well, that's easy because I only have one. I only want. <laughs> yeah, one. yeah, my daughter is deaf. I tell her all the time she's my favorite kid. <laughs> She doesn't believe me. <laughs> well, so nothing like pops out. I mean, I, granted, there's a ton of cool stuff. Yeah, you I guys know, have a lot. I don't know. Of maybe maybe you this. had a personal one because you designed it. Maybe it was like your brainchild. Maybe something you worked more on um, than than others did. Is there anything that sticks out that way? The, the overthrow was so the Spartan helmet looking one was one of the first like full on. I did everything on it, kind of start to finish. And then, so it's like that one, it's kind of like, I like that one. It's kind of there to me because it's like, that was my first. That was your first. Full start to finish. We all remember our first. Yeah. Got to. I mean, it never goes away. What? Building. Oh. Slurpee. Um, Slurpee. (laughs) (laughs) Cherry Coke. Yeah. Um, The, uh, but then, I mean, the showdown, the new one just released. I mean, that thing was a labor of love. That took a lot of time, a lot of detail. There is so much in there. It, uh, what do you use to develop? Like, what do you use to design? So we design, I design in SolidWorks. Um, that's what I use. I mean, I use other tools just depending on what it is, but the main one I use is SolidWorks. And some of that people would look at these designs sometimes in SolidWorks and be like, 
No, you didn't. You used something else that's more like a cosmetic thing or something like that. I had like a solid work sales rep talking to me about, you know, when they call you to buy new stuff, but they, um, like talk to them about what we did and like their own sales rep who also, you know, they're all engineers too. kind of, they've used SolidWorks yeah. are like, I don't even know how you do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he's like, I don't know how I would do that. <laughs> so I don't know how you did that. Um, You're like the wizard of SolidWorks. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's some things that's just like, you know, I definitely think like somebody who was like very traditional, there's, there's ways to do things in sure. SolidWorks. If they were to go to work at like, what's called like the feature tree in mind, they'd be like, what is this Frankenstein's monster yes. of a freaking feature tree? Yes. Like, what have you done here? Yes. And it's like, that's what it takes. Dude, it's like, so, you know, that's it's what it takes. so I think that's what you probably done. It's like, yeah, I know SolidWorks and I know how to run it, but I know how like, not like backdoors necessarily, but I can take this portion of it and I can tweak add it, it to here yeah. and tweak it here. So no. it's pretty neat that you I'm can do that. Yeah. Take this awesome. and I'm going to, I will break you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have crashed SolidWorks many times. <laughs> Hopefully you save your project mm-hmm. before you crash. Yeah. Usually you, I like, I get into kind of something where like, okay, I better save this. Here. Yeah. I'm going to save before <laughs> I do this because, because got a 90% chance this is going to break. <laughs> that's but, awesome. That's kind of what you said. I, I mean, that's, in general, like engineers were like the oompa loompa of the science world because uh-huh. we scientists make the science, mm-hmm. the science, mm. and we <laughs> Fauci interpret and make the science work for everybody. Uh, like yeah. they, I mean, and not even, I mean, engineer, I'm not even going to say papered engineers, um, but just any, anybody designing, innovating, and you're, they're taking the science and actually making it function for yeah. people. Practical application. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yep. I had another one here. We kind of already got into it. It said, how did you get into gun making? Like what, how did you get over to Sharps Bros? Originally just going, when I was going to school, I was working for a machine shop that made gun parts. And yeah. I kind of, while I was there, I just started as a machine operator, running parts, working on that end of things while going to school and then worked my way into and being the design position, designing fixturing and hmm. tooling and different things and dividing, designing different parts there, going from there. That's how I kind of got into it. I mean, I've always loved firearms, always been into it. I mean, it's just as a kid, like you, of course, like you just gravitate, you're in a gas yeah. station, yeah. you see the magazines. It's like you're you either looking at car magazines or you're looking at gun magazines. Yeah. So I just remember when you were getting married into the family, my family, right? Which, you were marrying my cousin. Which I might have to tell a story. Um, the first time I met your dad, uh-huh. I had to be, <laughs> I had to be given a talk. I was just dating my now wife at the time and I was in high school uh-huh. and uh, I think it was one of her older sister's receptions and she told me your dad was going to be there and she was like so um yeah like trying to like prep me i can tell they're like so he's uh he's a big guy and he's kind of intimidating i mean they're they're really nice they're really like the family they're really nice they're really good people but they can kind of come off as a bit overpowering to (laughs) people and i'm like (laughs) and intimidating maybe intimidated and i'm like i you know like i've he, lots of people played hockey, played sports, played yeah. everything. I mean, you know, I'm fine. I was, I mean, your dad's basically Shrek, yeah. like oh, in yeah. human form, like yeah. he, big dude. So it's like the first time it was like, oh, no joking. You know, I'm scrawny high school kid. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, but I, I think, I think he liked me, but yeah, yeah, that was, she was trying to like prepare me yeah. for meeting <laughs> your family there. And she's like, they're, they're really nice. They're really nice. They're just, they're big and they're, 
Um, loud, loud, intimidating, and intimidating. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that's us. Be prepared. Sure. That's be funny. Pre- that's funny. I like to pull the curtain back and find that out because that doesn't surprise me. But I never heard that before. That you you had that experience, which is neat. I mean, I think I we're heard nice that story dudes. before. Uh, you probably did. So I just, I just remember when I can't remember if you were dating or if you guys had just gotten married. Might have been at your reception. I think we were talking, and you and I were talking a little bit. You may or may not remember this, but we were talking, and I was a cop already. And so, I mean, I think the common thread there is obviously you're marrying my cousin, but it's like, I'm a cop and you love guns. So we're going to talk about guns. We talked about guns and you're talking about how you wanted to like design guns. And I thought, man, that's cool. I hope you can get there. You know? So, I mean, I don't, I didn't know what the world was like. I didn't know what it was going to take to get into designing and making guns. Like you say, it's kind of niche a little bit. So there aren't like, you know, millions of people out there making guns. So I'm glad that you're able to find your way and start doing that. It's not an easy industry to get into. I do get like a lot of people or like I talk with students or other people looking they're like, oh man, guns, that'd be so cool. Like, how'd you get into that? And I'm like, kind of luck. Yeah. Really kind of luck because it's like, even like before meeting Sharps Bros, you know, I was just a student trying to get interns and stu- internships or getting done school. Like where, what was I going to do? Where was I going to go? Like, I mean, Browning, Bramington, like try to hit all the big ones and stuff, but it's like, try getting a call back from those yeah, guys. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Like it, it, it's hard and it's, it's not like, it's a big industry, yeah. but at the same time it isn't. Yeah. It's kind of small, a lot of small teams, not necessarily a lot of big companies. The big companies have teams that have been there for a long time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're hiring, but it's like one or two people and they're close knit teams a lot of the time. But a lot of times they're grooming people that they know already. Yeah, uh, that can happen a lot. I'm sure. I mean, it makes sense to me too to do that. You may keep it in the house. So Mm. I'm glad you're able to do that. It's pretty neat that you have. Like, congratulations on that. It's awesome, dude. Thanks. It is. Um, It is a pretty cool job when somebody's like, oh, yeah, what do you do? It's like, yeah. I design guns. Gun <laughs> I make part, guns, bro. Gun parts. Uh, yeah. I can't go home to Canada anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've been excommunicated. <laughs> is revoked. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So a couple more. I've got a few more. So here. Um, what's your favorite gun? If you think, like, if I said to you, Nick, I've got this unlimited amount of cash. I can get you any gun you want. What do you want? What's your go-to? Does a tank count as a gun? No. Sorry. Oh. Howitzer, maybe, but not a tank. That's a cannon. Is that like- That's true. Or artillery. Yeah, artillery cannon. No, a gun. Does what that have gun? to be a real gun? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's say like, real and not like real. The, yeah. Like the rail gun. Yeah, look at the racer. racer. Yeah, that one. The one yeah, that can shoot through cool. walls Dude, and has yeah. like, heat sensor. Yeah, that it one. Has, <laughs> it has like uh, x-ray vision. Yeah. You can see through walls and see people and shoot them through there. No. The target finder um, mm-hmm. on Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Yes. The golden gun. The golden gun. Double seven. Dude, I love that game. That was fun. I... Man, that is that is such a hard question because it's just so many situations. It's like for different reasons. So let's do this. Let's refine it a little bit. Let's go practical application, right? End of the world scenario. I am legend. World War Z, like your go-to to save the world. What are you going with? To, to save yourself and keep yourself alive during the end of the world. Yeah. You well, save the world. That's really selfish. I don't give a shit. Okay, let's go with Jake's selfish option. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to save the world, you're going to need a freaking Abram. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fuel's you expensive. Said, you said tanks aren't guns. <laughs> I know. I, I <laughs> said Abrams, you're going to need that to save the world. And you're so going to like say, drive four blocks and yeah. be out of fuel. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Everybody's dead. I can get the yeah. floor I want, bro. <laughs> Those yeah, are turbine for, for four city blocks. <laughs> so if you're going to, let's say, just a gun. Yeah. Do you want to refine it down to like handgun? 
rifle, you know, shotgun. If I if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with um, you know, it probably have to just be like a 16 inch, like a, they probably call it like a recce rifle, five five six two two three, AR fifteen standard ammo. Pretty much, you could find you could have it. That it'd be go through because you can use it for lots of stuff. Once well, again, practical, good at range. Yeah. Kind of multi-purpose tool, everything. I mean, there's part of me there where it's like I'd have to go with maybe a bolt gun just because fewer parts. Yeah. Uh, maybe an SBR, but then that kind of drops range. But I mean, yeah. most. I mean, as cops, you would know most, or or in military experience, most stuff does not happen outside of 300 yards mm-hmm. or 200 yards, or even yeah. probably most things happen under 50. I mean, if yeah. you're in an urban combat, it's yeah, going to be, it's gonna be mostly quarters. within 20 to 30 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. So I like uh, high high round count, you know, like you're saying an AR-15 does or an M4, something like that, you know, full mm-hmm. auto or burst or whatever you wanted to do. So I like that. What about handguns? You have, are you partial to any handguns? I mean, I have a CZ um, or CZ, depending. Um, I call it CZ. <laughs> CZ. <laughs> For the American or Canadian, maybe you got some. European Canadian fans. I don't know. Not that I know. I speak both languages. <laughs> Fluent and multiple. I'm multilingual. Oh, there yeah. you go. Canadian English and American English. There you go. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, what CZ I, do you have? A CZ P- P10C. P10. Nice. The P10C. So it's the compact. Yes. Mm. That's a good gun. I like that a lot. I, CZ makes good stuff. Yeah, they do make really good stuff. Not so Sharps you, Bros doesn't have. I can't. I cannot talk about any future development. Uh-huh projects oh okay it's the one thing hint hint maybe can't talk about we don't we don't have any pistol stuff no yet we don't stomping on the ground is he winky why are you winking i don't know that's weird i mean you never know you You never know you know what (laughs) we'll look at a lot of stuff we're always we're always tinkering we're always trying to figure out okay what uh what's out there that somebody may want because i mean something else we did talk about is we have grips for the thompson center and we have one for the CVA Scout. They're single action, break action pistols, mm-hmm. or well, rifles, pistols. But we made a grip so you can put pistol braces. It has a Picatinny rail on the back mm. of the grip uh, so you can use pistol braces mm. on them gotcha. for a lot of those, which oh, nice. makes it so you can keep it, you know, that uh, keep our friends at the ATF. Yeah, them happy. <laughs> Off your kind back. of, I don't know, for now, again, oh. for now. Until tomorrow. I mean, yeah, you never know. Yeah. As cops, I for do you guys have any leeway on what you can carry? Yes. There's a list of manufacturers that The biggest thing that um kind of pigeonholes us is the caliber of round. So we can have 9 mil or we can have 45. 45. We used to be able to carry 40s, but not anymore. They ruled that out. So it's 9 mil or 45 on duty. And then they have just a list of different gun manufacturers that you can carry. And like they, the reputable ones. Yeah, ones they don't want you carrying some like flipping high, high point, point or piece of shit. Para, or no, not para. No, uh, no, no deagles, no 50 cal. Yeah, no deagles no on you. Cal. That would be awesome. No, <laughs> I'm really partial like on my own Glock. That's what I carry on duty is a Glock 17, but it's the new Gen 5. So I've got uh, an optic on it and I've got like a so it's mag. Not stock. No, it's not stock. Because <laughs> no, nobody that actually uses a Glock has 100% Glock left. No, no, that's true. <laughs> and then I've got like a Magwell on it, you know, and I've got all my grip tape and shit like that. So it's it's very functional and I can, I've never had single malfunction, knock on wood, with any Glock I've ever yeah. owned. Dude, yeah. those things are just like tried and true and yeah. I trust my life to it every night that I go to work. So, you know, I, I, I really like Glocks because I know that it's going to work. I mean, yeah. a point and click and it's going to go boom. Let's see here. Why do Canadians love maple syrup? 
<laughs> Ooh. Is that uh, a real question? Mm. That's a real question I wrote on here. It's required by law. <laughs> it's in your constitution. Oh, man. Law. You, you Article are, 12. You must, once a year, you must drink a whole bottle of maple syrup. Yeah, and, like, and oh, like, in, uh, like in Super Troopers. Yeah, yeah. They're just chugging it. <laughs> no, it... it <laughs> You know what? They're like being from Western Canada. It's like there's no maple trees. Like <laughs> that's all. That it's like all Eastern, Eastern Canada. It's all like we don't have any. I mean, Southern Alberta is too windy and and just yeah, the trees would never now survive. No They'd more, never make it. Now there's no more pipelines coming out of Canada into America yeah. for oil. Is uh, is maple the number one export? Maple syrup. <laughs> again, thanks again, Biden. Actually, I think there was a shortage. Like they, there's a little, an article I read where they had to like dip into the federal maple syrup reserve. Now, that was are the thing. you as serious? A, as a Canadian, I didn't know this was a real thing, and I had to like <laughs> dig into it. Like literally, like because there was a shortage on the market of maple syrup that the federal, <laughs> the federal reserve of That's maple amazing. syrup, maple syrup this had is, to be. You heard extended. it here first, folks. Yeah. You like not gasoline. <laughs> you know, important staples. No. Like, maple who syrup. gives a maple shit about gas and syrup. freedom? We need more syrup. Oh, yeah, like, How do we keep these people in line? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're gathering uh, on the borders and they're blocking <laughs> travel. Give them Give more, them more maple syrup. syrup. <laughs> Gotta get in that sugar high. Oh my gosh. This will make them happy, won't That's it? That's awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. What do you think of the Queen of England? What? <laughs> I was pretty tired. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I'm... Uh, no real i mean yeah i mean in canada yes it's it's some people take the royalty seriously yeah, i they're, guess I don't know. they're they're like uh celebrities celebrities I guess, yeah, in a way like that, i mean yeah. i think the younger generations like mine and stuff don't pay as much attention to them it all depends on the person no I mean, real bearing she though. she seems like a nice lady yeah nice lady I'm surprised she's still kicking. With, with probably a ton of skeletons in the closet. <laughs> like literally? I mean, you said it. You said it. <laughs> Holy shit, hold on. There really was a freaking maple syrup. He's not kidding. I wasn't, he's I, I wasn't serious. I thought you were joking. No, no. he's being serious. And there's a global maple syrup global shortage. Syrup. Canada tapped into its emergency reserve. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. It's, that's <laughs> awesome. That's, Priorities. Priorities. <laughs> So I'm saying it's a major export. <laughs> it's like we got poutine, we got maple syrup, Molson Canadian. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's freaking awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Got. What position did you play in hockey? Ooh, I stopped playing in high school. Yeah. Um, you know, which because I thought I was gonna play basketball, being a six-three white kid from Canada. That was <laughs> <laughs> that's NBA aspirations. Right I mean, there. in Canada, that was tall. The Toronto Raptors, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Vancouver Grizzlies, probably more so. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, uh, maybe Vancouver was that closer to where you lived, or was yes, yeah, that was closer. Vancouver's right? closer, yeah, it's much closer. I thought so. I thought so. Vancouver's but, more western. Yeah. Um, when I played, it was left wing because okay. actually, even though I am right-handed, I bat and play hockey left-handed. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, I'm weird. Hmm. Some people do that, dude. It's it's, it's interesting. You know what? It never screwed up my golf swing. Yeah, because I golf right-handed. Oh, I was there just going to say, you, there you, you go. golf right-handed, but huh. yeah, yeah, I should have stuck with hockey. Like looking back, like <laughs> yeah, I had I had way better chance of going Get pro hockey, playing or, hockey. Oh yeah, um, just the demographics alone. Sorry, I mean, six three white guy, big <laughs> yeah. Like I, this is this is actually we brought up hockey because uh, I don't I don't know was Fitz on that podcast? We're talking overrated, under underrated. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he said over, he said overrated. You said overrated. I did. Yeah, everybody said right. No, Joss didn't, though. Joss said Joss thought it was I know. Yeah. I know. I'm going to have to give her a high five. 
I don't know what sports you I guys like are the, watching. I will. So I will I've say. Played, I will say that it. I put hockey higher than baseball. Good. Baseball is baseball is <laughs> damn near towards the bottom of my list. Like I even put golf and watching paint dry higher than baseball. <laughs> Stupid. I agree you with you. Know. I agree with you. I, I really. I, I, don't, I played I don't baseball. Paint. I played yeah. baseball, and I still thought to it was naturalize. To, didn't you have to say that you love baseball though to come over here in America and? Well, so I was actually born with citizenship. Maybe oh. this is something because so this happened a lot from what area I'm from. But my dad is a U.S. citizen. Oh, okay. So because of the year I was born, he would actually been living in the U.S. at that time uh-huh. long enough for me to qualify. Oh. So it was when I I was born with U.S. citizenship. I'm dual citizen oh, in nice. the U.S. Nice. and. So I had like I had a social security number. I had all that oh. stuff from birth. Oh. I just didn't use it until I was twenty one. Gotcha. In Canada, I used my social insurance number for everything. Oh, okay. So it was like when I came down here, the first apartment like I rented, the they did the background check, of course, and they come back and they're like, Yeah, everything's good. Except um literally nothing. Literally came back. you haven't existed <laughs> like, until now. Like, there, it's really strange. We've never had this happen before. Like you're like you have no information. You have no history. You have nothing. And they're looking at me like, who are you? This is, <laughs> this is Jason. <laughs> created in a this lab. is Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah, no like, like or, you know, witness protection yeah, or like, yeah. what? What is this? Like, oh, you should have made that up, bro. You should have made that. But yeah, I, I, I'm in Witsack, for the, bro. For the U.S. Marshals, I'm not allowed to say anything. <laughs> I'm in Witsack. <laughs> Usually, just, I'm hand like, him, just hand them a vague card with a number that just goes to an answering <laughs> a machine. A five 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 number. This. And like I could, I could give you my social insurance number, but I don't know when Canada will get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And this is my last question: Who's your favorite character in Letter Kenny? I mean, it's got to be Wayne. Yeah, it's got to be Wayne. I do love Wayne. He's freaking awesome. And it's uh, yeah, Wayne. Wayne's probably got to be the best. But I mean, the hockey players. I love Squirrely Dan. Those guys are funny. Squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan is tied first for me. You can't beat Squirrely Dan. He's hilarious. The baseball scene. Yes. Where he's talking about uh, butt play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, throwing the baseball around. <laughs> they stop throwing yes. it to him. <laughs> they start, <laughs> they yes. start throwing. Nope. Nope. We're not that's doing hilarious. this. Yeah. We're not doing that's this. amazing. That's, that's funny. Yeah. That show's good. If y'all haven't watched it, I definitely recommend it. It's funny. It'll give you a, a, yeah. a brief look in on the Canadian lifestyles. It's essentially a biography on Canadian <laughs> lifestyle. So how you grow up in a small that? town, right? Is it pretty it, accurate? It's it's I mean, I yeah. It's it's pretty actually it's pretty good. It, it's like it, hyperbole. Yeah. You know, but it's oh, like sure. kind of it is kind of like a, there's a lot of things. Yeah, you got hockey players and like they play up like the hockey player talk and stuff in it. But it's like that's how hockey players talk. Like the lingo, the stuff is. It's like you, sometimes you listen to them and you're like, "What is this language?" <laughs> okay, so can I can I change my favorite character? Hey, I'm going to go with Shorzy. Shorzy's Shorzy. the man. Yeah, Shorzy. Which which they actually Shorzy. have a new show coming out. I mean, no ads, whatever. But there is like a side offshoot show that is just Shorzy. And no. Are we actually Shorzy. gonna see the person? It's coming out. Yeah. Well, because the well Shorzy is Wayne. It's Wayne. Same actor. Shorzy is Wayne, bro. Oh, I didn't know that. You yeah. didn't know that? But you never see the person. Like he's his own character. No, I yeah. know. But you it's keep Wayne. it separate. But he actually they did uh, they did have an uh, uh, one of the. In trailers where it comes out and actually shows that it actually is the same guy, but he's got like a cut mullet and a bunch of tattoos and stuff. <laughs> I was at, uh, we went to a hockey game a while, a long time ago. So my brother has like sweet tickets and stuff like that to the local team. And so we go there and there was somebody walking around with a Shorzy jersey. Nuh-uh. And I like high five them. Oh. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Shorzy. Letter, I mean, 
Letter Kenny started yelling all kind of expletives at me. Like I remember, <laughs> it was great. Like Letter Kenny before they had like a TV show. I think I swear I remember they were just doing stuff on YouTube. And like yeah. I remember that back in high school, like mm-hmm. seeing these guys. So it was like when it became a TV show, it was almost like deja vu. Like I feel like I've seen the skit before. Like I've seen this before, <laughs> but that or it was just like. I saw it in high school one day, mm-hmm. like the same thing or like this is real life. same situation. Yeah. That's funny. Just my area. They didn't have like oil rig workers or stuff like that, but yeah, pretty much everything in there. Very familiar playing res teams. Like, I mean, I played basketball in high school, but we'd go play out on the res, um, play the res school, which it was always like, there was everybody else's rules, like mm-hmm. the league's rules, you know, no swearing in your music and stuff like that. And then you'd go out and play in the res and they, they got their own care. rules. <laughs> they did their own thing. I mean, the, the rims might've been a little lower than they should have <laughs> been. Like they got some boom box in the corner, just playing like Jay-Z, not, no filter, anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> like cool. somebody in the, in the stands, like saying, kill the ref. And they're like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like the game's over and the refs literally don't even change. They just go get in their car and leave. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, leave before they scalp us. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I want to thank Nick for, for coming out on the podcast. Thanks, yeah. Nick, man. It's been a, it was a lot of fun, man. A lot of information here. A lot of Dude, cool this stuff. Was, this was one that I was super excited yeah, for when you told cool me about it. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff, it, man. Yeah, it was awesome. So I was glad that I was able to hit you up and make this happen. So uh, cool cool products. All of our listeners out there, I definitely recommend you guys going to sharpsbros.com. Check out their stuff. Um, it's top quality stuff. I mean, we're holding this stuff here. And, you know, shame on me. I haven't bought, but I'm going to buy that Badlands. I'm going to buy Dude, that. Dude, I absolutely. just put the Badland in my, uh, in my shopping cart. Hell yeah. So, cause it, I've got, cause I got that OSS for mine. Yeah. For my kid, I'm gonna put that nice. that Badland on yeah, his. I'm buy that too. That's an that's an awesome yeah. piece. Is there anything you want to say before we uh, send off here? Yeah, give your give your company a shout out. Uh, thanks for having me out, guys. But yeah, no, go check out Sharps Bros. Um, of course, social media Sharps Bros. SharpsBros.com. I mean, we pretty much sell everywhere. You can have your you can. I mean, there's Brownells, there's Rainier Arms, pretty much anywhere online you can find it. The other thing is RSR, any of your local FFL dealers you're looking at, I mean, they can reach out to RSR, get stuff in. We stock them pretty regularly. Uh, nice. so, did, you, mean, uh, did you want to s- shout yourself out? Put your, Do you have any like Instagram stuff that you're doing to show your designs and stuff like that? Uh, I know you've been featured, you've been featured in magazines. Right. I've been in a couple. I've been a couple. <laughs> yeah. I have. I've Do you want to shout yourself out on that? Check out the certain <laughs> I, magazine issues? I, hey, I'm I just mean, saying, bro. There, I mean, uh, I've been in Ballistic Magazine a couple times now with Sharps Bros. I mean, really, a lot of times I'm the guy's guy that behind the scenes. I mean, I've been kind of been that invisible hand just yeah. making things work, but... Yeah. Um, you like the Wizard of Oz. I mean, Ooh. recognition. It's more, it's like, I love just seeing people when they when they buy the designs, they put them together, you know, all the Cerakote jobs, all yeah. that stuff. And I see it, it's it's more like seeing other people enjoy it and and they like it. And that that's, means more to anything to me. I mean, social media, you get hate for anything. I mean, you could cure cancer and somebody would say something absolutely terrible about you. <laughs> if you if you're getting hate out there, you're doing something right. Hey, it's it's all advertising, right? No right. No, no press is bad press. Exactly. That's yeah. what they say. No press uh, is bad press. Just but, ask uh, just ask Biden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to send you off. I want to do this while you're here. So let me let me read through this one real quick. Our Savage of the Week. Okay. The Savage of the Week comes from Canada. 
Ooh, Canada. Ooh. Do you know Leo Major? Oh, I'm probably going to shame Canada, <laughs> but no. It's okay, you're American. Now. I don't, I, I'm, you know what? I might be familiar with whatever story you're okay, about to say, gonna, but I'm not gonna necessarily. We're going to tell you the history. Lee? Leo Major? Yeah, Leo, Lee Major. They call him Lee Major, Leo Major, L-E-O Major. Doesn't he own like a bunch of like resorts and stuff? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give you the brief uh, history on, on Leo Major. All right, he's a soldier. Uh, a lowly private in the Canadian military who went out and did some of the most insane shit you'll ever read about. During his adventures ripping the hedgerows of Normandy into sawdust, Leo Majors became not only not just the only Canuck to receive the Distinguished Conduct Medal, the second highest award for bravery offered by the royal government, twice, but the only person from any Commonwealth country to win it in actions in two separate wars. Ooh. Of course, being a total head-smashing badass isn't just about kicking in teeth, confiscating enemy ball sacks, and then standing there while some high-ranking, self-important douchebag pins a small chunk of tin on your chest. <laughs> Much like many of the bizarre contests that we are watching on television during the Olympic cycle, with equal parts respect and WTF confusion, there are style points involved, and holy shitballs, did Private Leo Majors of the Chaudière Regiment of the Canadian Army bring his A-game to Europe back when Hitler needed a good bit of iron-fisted cock-punching justice. Hmm. Major kicked things off by landing on Normandy along with the rest of the Canadian military, and I'd wager that anybody who's ever played any of the 10 billion World War II-themed video games on the market today can tell you that running across a beach while Nazis shoot machine guns at your face is no picnic. Well, not only did Majors miraculously manage to somehow not die nose down on the surf, but on his first day in the lovely French countryside, he went out and single-handedly captured one of these bad boys. And it shows a uh, half-track military tank. He captured one of those single-handedly. Yeah. Right? Leo know. Major, a scout and sniper by trade, charged out in broad daylight, popped an entire squad of Nazis, stole their ride, and then impressed all his superiors when they discovered that the jack truck all lo was also loaded up with co uh, communications gear that would prove invaluable in terms of intercepting and deciphering German messages during the Normandy campaign. For those of you out there who aren't experts in military tactics and strategy, being able to know what your enemy is doing before he does it is kind of a good thing in, if you enjoy not losing wars. And that's a benefit that the Allies had in no small part due to Leo Majors helping out the intel cause one bullet at a time was great and all. So about a week later, Major went out and pissed off a squad of battle-hardened badass SS soldiers. Sure, the SS were the most elite force of Nazis could field, but Majors still smoked all eight of them. Unfortunately, right as the last guy was getting ready to eat it, he chucked a phosphorus grenade that blew up in Leo's face covering him with a very unpleasant coating of burning hot liquid. Major lost all his vision in his right eye, but when the Allied doctors told him to pack up and head home, this German smiting ass kicker demanded to stay in the front. He argued in true badass fashion that as long as he had one eye to look into the scope of his rifle, he was still capable of serving his country. From that point on, Leo Major went into battle with an eye patch on his right eye. <laughs> oh, and just in case Nazi killing pirate snipers still is, aren't enough aren't tough enough for you somehow. Major also refused evacuation a few years later when his APC drove over a landmine and he broke his back in a couple places. Even something as ridiculous as a fractured spine didn't stop this maniac from finishing out the war, going out to fight in another one and winning bravery medals in both. Let's see. Major's first larger-than-life action came during the Battle of Scheldt in the Netherlands in late 44. Major and his best friend, a lumberjack named Willie, because when you're a hardcore Canadian were more or less obligated to be a best friend with a lumberjack commando, went out to scout a town and figure out 
what the hell happened to a company of Canadian infantry that had failed to return from a reconnaissance mission. Major went into the town, discovered that the company had been captured, and then single-handedly captured the entire enemy garrison by running up and down guard posts, jamming his rifle in people's faces and screaming at them. He returned to the Allied camp with 93 German prisoners in tow. Because this was so insane, the British High Command offered him a Distinguished Conduct Medal, but Leo told them to get bent and shove the medal up their asses. In Major's opinion, Allied High Command General Bernard Montgomery was such an incompetent dick brain that he wasn't qualified to be given medals out to anyone. And any award issued by him was about as worthless as he was. Try to keep in mind now that this is the private talking about the most senior officer in his army. Say what you'd like about maintaining respect for the chain of command, but this takes some giant balls. Yeah. Luckily for democracy, the Canadian high command didn't feel fit to reprimand this guy for his not-so-subtle diss on Monty, and their decision ended up paying off in one of the most balls-out, one-man battles ever fought, the single-handed capture of the Dutch town of Zwolle by Private Leo Majors and his implacable rage. One quiet night in 45, Major and his buddy were sent out to do some recon on the Nazi-occupied town of Zwolle, report back on enemy numbers, and maybe establish contact with the Dutch resistance. Sadly, not long into the mission, Willie the Lumberjack was cheap-shotted and killed by a German machine gun. This set off one of the most epic blood rages ever recorded. Leo Major completely flipped his shit, strapped three machine guns onto his back, grabbed a huge sack of hand grenades, and charged into the quiet town with his guns and weapons blazing. Leo ran around like a berserker madman, creating such a cluster of explosions, fires, and dead bodies that the German garrison was convinced they were fighting a vastly superior force. During his mad rampage of Nazi destruction, this one-eyed juggernaut kicked the door of an SS officer's club, killed four high-ranking enemy commanders in a firefight, and then went out and ran and burned down the local headquarters of the Gestapo. By the time the sun rose on Swole, the next morning, the entire entire German garrison had evacuated and the town was returned to Dutch control. To this day, Leo Major is still remembered as the, the sole savior of Zwolle. Major would deservedly receive his first DCM for the insanity at Zwolle, but the second come a decade later and a half around the world during a fight in the Korean conflict, Major, who by this time had graciously been promoted to corporal, was sent to infiltrate a key hill that had been captured from Americans by a huge force of nearly 40,000 Chinese soldiers. I forgot about this part. Holy shit. This guy's insane. Hold on, wait. This kid is why all- you drink all your maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did all of that in World War II. Yes. And then went over to, to Korea. Yes. Which is, what, 20 years apart? Uh, 20 and change? They're like 10 years. 50s? And he only got bumped up four ranks? Yeah, he didn't want to go up higher. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he promoted a corporal, was sent to infiltrate a key hill that had been just been captured by the, uh, from the Americans by a huge force of nearly 40,000 Chinese soldiers. Major snuck in with 19 other French-Canadian hard asses, set up fortifications, and, for whatever reason, decided to open fire on the Chinese. In a massive battle that lasted for three days and nights, Leo Major and his 20-man platoon somehow captured the hill and held off desperate counterattacks by two full divisions of Chinese army. Major was right in the middle of the whole thing, pumping up his men and calling mortar fire down merely feet from his position to ensure maximum detonation of his enemies. That's some stone-cold shit right there, but at this point we know it to be par for the course for this guy. Leo Major died in 2008, but nowadays he is fondly remembered as a hero to Canadians, Dutch, and pretty much anybody who's a fan of guys in eye patches that kick at their enemies in their groin as hard as possible whenever the opportunity presents itself. His old unit now offers a yearly award in the name of the toughest company in the regiment, and the people of Zwolle continue to teach him in their public school curriculum. Leo Major. Dude, that's and his quotation savage. At the end it, I fought and- the war with only one eye, and I did it pretty good. <laughs> Hey, that dude's pretty savage. That's yeah, pretty bro. gangster. That guy was insane. Like capturing enemy companies all by him lumps. 93 dudes. Holding off 40,000 Chinese with 19 dudes. Pretty crazy. So Leo Major, Canadian. Yeah. Dude, 
give me some respect to the Canadians. My brother, my brother's retired Canadian infantry, so he he probably knows that story. Sure, he does. I I probably brought great shame to my country (laughs) that I don't know that. All right, well. we like to thank everybody for tuning in to the Savages. We yeah. appreciate you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this. This is a good we, one. Nick was awesome to come on here, dude. We could do, totally do this again. We hope you want to come back out. We can bullshit again. So uh, for sure, yeah, that's awesome, man. You guys tune in here on Domesticated Savages. Go to domesticatedsavages.com. You can check out our Instagram, Domesticated Savages. Go to Facebook as well. Check out our site. We got some new merch up there. I got some new shirts. I think they're pretty funny. Uh, I made them up last night. I might get in trouble for them. But <laughs> um, check us out. Hit us up. Uh, send us a message and like our shit. We appreciate you guys. And always yeah. remember, stay savage. Stay savage. <laughs>